Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Resky. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bryan. I'm joined with two good friends. And the cool thing is the three of us just got back from Greece a few weeks ago, and we're calling this episode Greece Part 2. Anthony Solano is joining from California. How's the weather out there? No, don't talk about it. I know it's going to be great. But how are you <laughs> it's doing? It's actually a little cold today. Cold? It's a little cold. Yes. No way. Yeah, about uh, 58 degrees. Is that right? Freezing. Freezing by our standards. Wow. We're glad to have you on on the show. And we have Craig Siak and his wife, Jamie, also with us. Jamie, you are muted, just so you know. Craig, how you doing? I'm doing well, brother. Doing well. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about him, you know, in as far as people getting to know you um where you where you're living anything about you yes well we live in san antonio we've been here about 10 years and we're with the navigators focusing on international students and we've been with them about 22 years and my wife's from florida i'm from iowa but we met in the great state of california so uh and now we're here in the in Texas, and we love it here. And uh, glad to be on the podcast. Thank you. And I'll let Jamie add anything to that if she wants to. You're on mute again, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, <laughs> would you like to uh, say something? Um, sure. Hi. It's um, good talking with you, Greg. Yeah, good we had a really you. great. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying we had a really great trip. Yeah, and we want to, you know, let's dive in. That's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about things that really uh, stood out to us. Just in, in, in uh, for our list, anybody listening for the first time, we went to Greece and we followed Paul, the Apostle Paul's second missionary journey, recorded in Acts chapter sixteen to eighteen, and it our journey started out. Um, in Neapolis, which is where the Apostle Paul, he, he received a vision from a man of Macedonia to come over to there. He was heading in a different direction, but then God gave him this vision, and he ends up in Europe. And so we actually went to the port city that he came into, and um, then we went to this place where uh, he met Lydia, who ends up being the very first convert in Europe. And as it was really, really cool. So Craig and Jamie, I want, I'd like you guys to share um, what were some of the highlights for you? Yeah, Jamie, go ahead. You wanted to share and I uh, about um, and tie it to Matthew 13 um, about the mustard seed. Why don't you go ahead and share with that, Jamie? Okay. Well, um, what I've been telling friends, Greg, um, who asked me, you know, how the trip impacted me was that um, 
when we got there to Philippi, you know, it was nice being by the river. And then we went to the ancient city and we saw all the ruins spread out. We were up higher and we were looking down on it and we saw temples and we saw the um, Greek Agora, which is later turned into a forum, you know, meeting places, places for speakers, shops, um, and all kinds of other structures. Uh, we got to see the prison where Paul was held. And I was just picturing what it would have looked like with the roof still on, with everything intact. And I could almost feel and like hear, you know, and see the, you know, tons of people around there, thousands of people all bustling around. And I could just imagine Paul, Silas and Timothy walking in there and they're holding this gift. You know, this gift It's the gospel that probably no one there has. Um, there weren't even enough um, Jewish believers there. To form a synagogue, they would have needed 10 Jewish men. That's why um, Lydia and some other women were having their prayer meetings down by the river. But, um, you know, what What do you do when you're trying to share the gospel, the, the greatest news ever? And, you know, how do you even start? How do you even start with that? And it, it seemed like um, it was a very inauspicious beginning. You know, it says that when after they made their way to found found the ladies at the river i think it was i read in a book that it was like after they had been there two weeks they found these ladies who were believers <laughs> and um it says that um god helped lydia to pay attention to paul's message and so she was eager to be baptized she and her household um and asked him to you know come and stay with them but it doesn't say anything about the other women you know so the other women maybe didn't didn't believe all we know that believed in that first visit was Lydia and her household, um, the jailer and his household after the miracle of the earthquake. And, you know, Paul and Silas didn't escape after, you know, after the earthquake. And then um, maybe the servant girl who um, Paul cast a demon out of, that's all that we know were the first converts. And Paul basically got chased out of town and didn't come back for four or five years. Um, and so somehow things started with that very tiny mustard seed and then just spread. And that was, that was just the beginning. Um, it is kind of like a little spark, you know, getting into the, you know, getting into some chaff, some tinder, and then it just, you know, turning into a raging wildfire, um, to see, you know, that now, um, Greece isn't, you know, full of temples and pagan gods and all of that. Um, and, you know, the mythology, it's part of their culture and their history. But they have a cross on their flag. And supposedly, I think 97%, give or take, of the Greek people are part of the Greek Orthodox Church. They're probably not all believers by any means, but probably many people who are God-fearing and have, you know, know the story about Christ and have access to a Bible. So it's just like, wow, that that like nation was overtaken, you know, and transformed by the gospel. So that that's that was that's what was just very exciting for me to to see how it started out so so tiny. And it's God who caused the growth. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So that reminded you of like that parable of the mustard seed. Yeah. Did you have that, Craig? Craig was reading. Yeah. It to me earlier. yeah. May, I, may I read that? It's yeah, well, please. Please. Yeah. So it's. Found in Matthew 13, 31 through 33, it says, it's talking about Jesus here. So Jesus, he presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, 
which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is the and this is the smaller than all other seeds. But when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air can come and nest in its branches. And as Jamie said, I think exactly what happened. That seed was so small, and it grew so big, and that's the kingdom of God. That's what it can do. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, Paul had this vision of a man saying, come over to Macedonia. Mm -hmm. So you would think that in the vision, he would meet a man. You think he would like, yes. you think he would meet <laughs> that man, right? Whoever that, whoever that man was in his vision, that's the guy that would be the first convert in Europe. But no, he goes to the, you know, um, you know, he goes to the city, but you know, uh, that's not, that's not where he ends up, um, mm -hmm. Meeting somebody that's open to the gospel, he ends up by this river that's outside the city, which we were able to contextualize and, and get a feel for like how close the river was to where the city was. Um, mm -hmm. And this is where a group of women who feared God met on the Sabbath. And that's where he met Lydia. And I just think it's so funny that, because, um, you know, if you were making this up, you know, and I love this, you know, People that say the Bible's just made up. First of all, you would you would uh, you would never make the first convert in Europe a woman in, in that time. Um, right. Yeah. It, you you just you just wouldn't um, because uh, women didn't have the rights that they that they have today in in that mm -hmm. in that cultural context. And then you, like I said, you, the obvious thing would be if he had this vision of this man, that when he gets to Europe, when he gets to Greece, that he's going to meet that man from the vision. Mm -hmm. But we have no indication that he ever met that man, which maybe the man was Jesus or maybe, you know, an angel or something. But um, Craig, um, what about you? Like what stood out to you? So we started out in, in Northern Greece where Paul first came and then we followed his journey his second missionary journey and we traveled a long way um we um got to you know went to philippi which we've talked about a little bit then we uh you know ended up in athens we saw corinth and uh it's just in Thess Thess thessaloniki um which was which was interesting berea that's right we went to yeah. berea so um it was just so cool to follow in his footsteps. And you realize he traveled like 10,000 miles on his missionary journeys. And most of that was on foot. <laughs> uh, that was not with, he was not um, riding in, in an Accord, a Honda Accord, even though it says the disciples rode together in an Accord. They, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. He, right. I mean, it's just amazing the, the, the distance that Paul traveled and that, and that his commitment to spreading the gospel wherever he was. Um, but Craig, what, what stood out to you from our trip? Yeah, thank you. Well, back to what you're just saying about Lydia uh, and how, you know, Paul didn't see a man, but he, he saw these women and she opened her heart. It harkens back to me, doesn't it, to the resurrected Christ appearing to the women first. Right. Mm -hmm. So they got to hear the, the gospel, see the gospel, see the died rose again. Right. And so the resurrection message that Paul was bringing to Macedonia, the women heard first. So I just think that's so cool of God to do that. And I, I would presume, as you just said, in 
in the in the Jewish culture, Greek culture, the culture of that day, women didn't have the status they had today. And so God just, you know, shows people that, hey, the gospel's for everybody, everywhere, all the time. And I'm going to reveal it to who I want, when I want, how I want. And so I just think that's beautiful. Hmm. So um I've got three, I got three takeaways and I'll just briefly mention them. And if you want me to go in more to them, I will. Uh, but one, one I got was after, or actually during our time in Greece, I don't know when it was, I start uh, listening, mainly listening to first Corinthians and second Corinthians and Thessalonians and, uh, and Philippians again. And it just really came alive for me uh, as yeah. we've talked before, you know, just going there and seeing it. And so, you know, I I saw also, um, and I had these looked up, but to save time, you know, I mean, in Thessalonians and in Philippians, he talks about how much he cares for them and prays for them, constantly remembering them in prayer. I think the first chapter in each book, um, first Thessalonians and Philippians and day and night mention you and fond affectionate for you, you know. And, and I just saw the love Paul had, and you could tell he had love for them because of all the dangers that he went through to get the gospel there. And it it just made me like, this is really dangerous. These high mountains, animals, thieves, robbers on the Romans road. Uh, I mean, what's he going to do for food? What, what happens if he sprains his ankle or gets cut? I used to be a nurse. I'm like, wow, did he know first aid? So you have all these other things that you get time to think about that I really haven't thought about just sitting here in America reading my Bible. So that was just amazing to see the love. And so that's what I want. I want to say, Lord, give me this love so much that, uh, you know, all these risks are just, you know, my my love just swallows my fear. You know what I mean? And so I saw I saw that as I was there and continue to see it now when I look at those epistles. And then the other thing I think was mentioned on your first broadcast was how um, uh, the Roman roads, you know, connected the world today and how today our Roman roads is the Internet that connects the world today. And on those Roman roads, they were used for good and for bad. There were thieves there. There were armies going for good and bad reason. Uh, but there was a lot of good that happened. You know, people got supplies. People got communication. An army could go here and defend a city. And that's the same thing with the Internet. You know, it's kind of double-edged short. So I think my application would be, you know, keep up on the Internet, use social media, use whatever God is telling us to use individually corporately to get the gospel out to the world that we know today. And then finally, um, you know, I just think that um, the Greece was a culture that, as we saw, all these idols, and we went to Delphi, and all these, uh, you know, the Oracle and all the, all this evil and decadence and and sexual deviations and that's a lot like our culture is today i mean we're kind of like that and 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 so much more in the last five years but look the gospel penetrated there and as jamie said grew out and look they have a flag on their or they have a cross on their <clears throat> sorry a cross on their on their flag today and uh i just think that's possible so for me i have hope that no matter how deviant, how evil, how sexually deviant a culture can be, that the gospel, this mustard seed, can overcome it. But I will say, though, that I saw how much Paul prayed for them. And I really think the key to their success was just praying and praying and praying, this, this intense love, not only to go there, not only to stand there and preach and write these letters, 
but yeah, truly he was all out Paul. I mean, and so that's a challenge for, for me. So those are the things that I walked away with. I think that are probably most significant to me. That's awesome. Um, we may, uh, get back into some of those. Thanks for sharing those, Craig. Anthony, I'm going to get to you in just a second, but Craig, you mentioned about the internet being uh, the Roman road for today. And uh, I think one of the things that excites me about this podcast is I'm just looking in the last 30 days, people have listened to this podcast in Australia, in Indonesia, in India, in Kenya, Zambia, um, Ukraine, Estonia, Germany, United Kingdom, Ireland, Spain, Brazil, Bolivia, um, and then of course you know Canada, United States, Guatemala. Anyway, it's just it's just so cool. Wow. It's so cool to me um, because I would making me nervous now. I don't feel like I have friends in all those <laughs> countries, but I think it's so cool that people can hear about Jesus in those countries just by listening to a podcast, because we believe the gospel of Jesus is the best news ever. I mean, um, what Jesus did for us is, is the, is the best news and it's for all people. It's, it's, it's not, you know, just for it's, you know, and, and Christians need to hear the gospel just as much as non-Christians, you know? So yeah, Anthony, let me go to you. Um, anything you'd like to add at this point? Craig for sharing your insights that was that was beautiful and I was certainly as you were sharing and reflecting on just how counterintuitive that uh, God works you know his ways are not our ways and just thinking of the the fact that he appeared that Lydia was the first con convert in Europe and that that he appeared to to women who at, at the time were were didn't have the the same rights as men and you know, it's just a, such a testament to to God's love and care for the least of these. And um, I just I uh, was just as you were sharing, just uh, reflecting on that and just how the ways that I feel like God has worked in my life at times when I was at my lowest and just how the gospel and his good news has lifted me up and opened up opportunities and and uh, connected me with people that I didn't think was possible and just it's just um just a beautiful reminder of just God's heart for people and I just I loved I loved reflecting on that as you were sharing Excellent. you know yeah. what's something interesting though is you know we're talking about how the women didn't have the rights and I think that's really true but interestingly you know, Lydia was almost, you know, pressed Paul and his group to stay with her mm -hmm. and kind of almost insisted. And she must have been of some means, you know, because of her profession, the dyer of purple cloth that was, you know, so expensive. Usually only royalty could afford that. Um, so I think she did have some money. And then later you see Paul commending the Philippians for their financial support of his ministry when he goes to different places. Right. And Lydia could have been part of that and her, you know, her business. And, and um, as we were watching the chosen and such like that, and, you know, reading more of the scriptures about Jesus traveling around with his disciples, it says, and the women who are with them, some of whom supported him out of their means. So, mm. you know, women, you know, like kind of 
there were significant women underwriting some of you know some of you know the gospel being spread. So that's oh, an absolutely. interesting take that you know I, I I don't know that I had considered before. Wow! So despite yeah. them being pressed down, they were still entrepreneurs and making money. <laughs> it's even more remarkable. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, the kingdom, though. I mean, I love the. the I, I love yeah. the uh, I love the diversity of the churches too. Like like you guys mentioned, you had Lydia, who was a let's say a wealthy businesswoman. Then you had this slave girl, who right. had a spirit was possessed by a demon, and got rescued by the gospel. And then you had the jailer and his family. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the diversity of that of that of the churches, and how mm -hmm. again. The gospel wasn't just for the, you know, the upper class or the middle class or the lower class. It was for all classes. Yeah, I just I just think that's so that's so cool. Hey, let's jump forward. What about what about Athens? Let's talk about like Mars Hill. Yeah. What it was like. Um, were you guys disappointed with Mars Hill? Well, I was confused when we first got up there and we were filming that little video um, where we were taking turns reading verses because it was such like rocky and bumpy. I was like, I'm going to fall over at any moment. I was like, surely, you know, like, surely this is not a meeting place. But then later we started exploring the mound and we got to the other side where there were really great flat areas. And, you know, why they chose to meet up there, I, you know, I don't know exactly because we had a stairway to go up, but, you know, otherwise it would have been a little bit of a climb. But, um, I, you know, it was apparently the place where they did uh, I think where they held murder trials and they had council meetings. So when we saw the large flat areas, we saw, oh, okay, this makes sense now. And I guess they did have a good view. Um, but it was exciting to be there um, and to just think, you know, that that's where, you know, where Paul delivered the message that's recorded in Acts, although that's probably Luke's summary. Supposedly it was much longer, much longer than that. But um some people were interested and wanted to hear more after that. So that was, he, you know, he had a very different reception and approach in Athens than he did, you know, in Philippi, because there were, you know, a lot more people who were there to listen to him. But I think he was there alone initially and, yeah. right. and maybe kind of discouraged and, um, you know, concerned about the, the church and, you know, Thessal Thessaloniki and Philippi and such. I'm not sure you even stay there long, but there sure is evidence of, you know, the Greeks leaving all kinds of, you know, buildings there up on the Acropolis. It's all lifted up. You can, we can see it from our hotel. You can see it from all over Athens, you know, this stuff up on the, you know, up on a mountaintop, so to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very prominent. Anthony, what did you think about Mars Hill? What was your experience there? I was surprised by it. I was expecting something more grand, to be honest with you. It kind of reminded me of the narthex of the Acropolis, like kind of the it's kind of the on the outskirts, and um, yeah, I was I was a bit surprised by it. I guess I had always envisioned it being much. And I mean, it is an amazing view from up there, but it was different than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was yeah. going to be bigger and I thought there would be more, I guess in my mind, I always pictured um, similar ruins there as, as 
the Acropolis where you have different pillars and that's what different... I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it would it would be like very similar to the Acropolis. But it's just a, a mound of, of rocks with it is a spectacular view up there. But you definitely have to be careful because there's <laughs> as I was walking around, I was getting closer to the edge. And it's like, oh my gosh, if you weren't paying attention, you could have quite the uh fall from up there. So um yeah. I was I was surprised by that too, kind of the lack of uh <laughs> guardrails towards the the edge. Oh yeah. But maybe that's <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> maybe that's what they did in the murder trials. If they found someone to be guilty, they just gave him a little shove. <laughs> or, makes, or, that's you know it makes you wonder because that that would be a place that you they you they might they might send have. somebody to their doom for sure thanks for listening to this episode of the gospel addict podcast feel free to contact us by email at gospel addict podcast at gmail.com stay tuned for our next episode and remember on your worst days you're never beyond the reach of god's grace And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.